Aloha and welcome to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Today I'll be speaking with actress, spiritual teacher, and healer Dee Wallace about her new book, Bright Light. Conversations is sponsored by HealthMasterySystems.com, holistic products for body, mind, and soul, and PurePlanEssentials.com, organic aromatherapy. Please visit these websites today. My guest, Dee Wallace, an acting legend, has turned to spiritual healing. After more than 130 movies, four TV series, 400 commercials, and dozens of guest spots, Dee Wallace has now added the role of spiritual advisor as her life calling. In her new book, Bright Light, Dee Wallace, one of Hollywood's leading actresses and acting teachers for the past three decades, has much more on her mind than teaching acting. Instead, she uses her life experiences and spiritual skills learned through her acting craft to teach people how to illumine and activate their spiritually rich and creative essence for a far more satisfying life. Dee Wallace is a familiar face to television and film lovers. Wallace's films range from some of the scariest to some of the funniest, including Cujo, The Howling, Ten, The Frighteners, and Critters, and above all, the one that defined hope and dreams for a generation, E.T., the extraterrestrial. Dee has worked with some of Hollywood's biggest names, including Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson, and Blake Edwards. In bright light, Wallace traces her unorthodox path from actor to spiritual leader and healer and inspires others to passionately follow their heart and creative wisdom to wherever the road takes them. Bright Light chronicles Wallace's rise to fame and the spiritual tools she learned through her life and career. For more information about Dee Wallace, her new book, Bright Light, her work as a spiritual advisor, and her upcoming events, please visit her website at IamDWallace.com. That's IamDWallace.com. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Dee Wallace. Welcome to the show, Dee. Wow, what a lovely introduction. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor to have you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. In Bright Light, you talk about some of your childhood experiences, including the suicide of your father. How did your father's suicide impact your life? Oh, well, you know, your your mother and your father are your first gods in your life. They're where you place all your trust and your, your safety. And um, so, you know, my father had been a severe alcoholic all his life. Uh, before his final suicide. So I, I think, uh, you know, the entire journey through my life with my father uh, and his suicide was all, um, started a lot of messages of uh, mistrust, especially toward men and, and knowing that I could depend on them. And at the same time felt incredibly unconditionally loved by him. So that's kind of a confusing statement, you know, for a child. And we take our childhood uh, statements and and beliefs into our adult life. So here I'm trying to put down, boy, when I'm unconditionally loved, I can't really trust somebody to take care of me. And that's just an example of how I bring together, you know, um, our childhoods into the adult life and how they ultimately... Um, create us mm-hmm. in bright light that that affected me not only in business but in my personal life and relationships with men 
So, um, you know, I, I, I think if we were to look and find the positive message in it, um, what I did learn from my father's suicide and alcoholism is that I'm very powerful and can take care of me no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's a good message, too. Mm-hmm. The ultimate message. Yes, <laughs> indeed. You found work right away when you first arrived in Hollywood. Can you talk about some of the highlights of your acting career, Dee? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it's kind of a Cinderella story, really. I had never been out of Kansas in my life, come from a very poor family. And between the time I left Kansas and the time I started ET was about five years, which is meteoric in my business. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I have to say, if, if I would list my favorite roles and some of those roles that started me out, it would definitely be Policewoman, which was my first guest star role. Um, Lou Grant, where I I played a big guest star role, uh, and it was entitled The Hooker. Mm. And um, that led me, uh, they saw me the night that it aired and called me into Blake Edwards the next day, and I auditioned for 10 and booked it before I got back to my car. Oh, So those are three early highlights. Obviously, uh, E.T. would be in there. Uh, There's a a little um, movie of the week called The Texas Cadet Murders, and I have a five-minute scene where I have to receive the information of the death of my daughter and talk about, answer some of their questions. I think it's another example of my strongest work and Cujo. Mm -hmm. Cujo is what I'm proudest of, by the way, so... Oh, so what was it that started you on your present spiritual path? Well, you know, I hit the floor. Um, I had um, hmm, gone too far too fast, and too many people were saying, wow, look at Dee Wallace. And, uh, you know, I, I tell some wonderful stories in bright light about things that happened to me in my childhood that... Um, that literally said, don't you dare ever claim how good you are, Deanna. So when E.T. came out, and it was an instant success, and I was an instant success, all of those little messages, you know, came back in, and Dee Wallace couldn't go too far too fast, and so she pulled her light back and stopped herself. And... Tell me, take me back to the question now, because I'm going to well, what, it what, what happened? What stopped you? What? How did well, you stop yourself? Well, what stopped me was the fear that Deanna Bowers was saying, look at me, I'm good. Look at how great I am. And everybody else was saying how great I am. And I had way more than, you know, than I just needed to get by. And I was always taught in Kansas, don't, you don't need any more than what you just need. Mm-hmm. And so... All of those messages that, you know, were not truthful to me, but because I had been raised with them, they became my truth. Yes. They became my definition. Yes. And that's, that's why I wrote Bright Light, because I, I want us all to realize whomever have, has hurt us 
abandoned us, denied us, humiliated us, raped us, whatever uh, has happened to us, they cannot take it back. They will not take it back. And they've moved on. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to be and experience ourselves again as this magnificent light that we all are, then we've got to choose to forgive and turn our light back up, Mm -hmm. to move into the power of who we are. Mm -hmm. That's what we all want. But but it's up to us. We're yeah. the only ones that can yeah. do it. The truth of our being. So Absolutely. our history doesn't define us. That's what you're saying. Nothing outside of us mm-hmm. defines us. Mm-hmm. Not our history, um, not our society, mm-hmm. not our money, not our job. I mean, you know, when E.T. came out, one of the biggest questions that everybody asked me when I was interviewed was, how has this changed your life, Dee? And, you know, I used to answer to them, it hasn't changed me and it hasn't changed my life. It's certainly changed my business, which is a part of my life. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't really changed who I am, and I don't ever want to change who I am, Mm -hmm. except that I want to accept and acknowledge the authenticity of who I am so that I can be powerful. And that's, I think, what we're all wanting and asking ourselves to move into yes. again. Well, that's our divine birthright. Absolutely, but most of us are taught that it's not. Mm-hmm. You see, most of us are taught that spirituality and power, that love and power do not go together, mm-hmm. that you have to give up love when you move into power. And what I want everyone to know is your love is your power. Mm-hmm. But for you not to take your love out into the world in a powerful way, you are diminishing the energy of the one. Yes. God, Atman, Buddha, yes. universal love, whatever your term is on that, you yes. are diminishing it if you do not take your love, which is who you are, out powerfully into the world. Yes. Powerfully. Yes. Well, what were some of the experiences and challenges that began to point the way toward your own clarity and understanding? You know, I dropped to my knees one night. Um, I had pretty much lost my career, um, lost my father. Uh, Then I lost my beloved husband of 18 years. He died of a heart attack before he turned 55. And I, I was done. I had been angry and uh, had turned into a victim for a long time. And I dropped to my knees and said, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be a victim. I want my light back. And I want a way we can heal ourselves. And a big zipper in the universe opened. I never understood before the power of the words, ask and you receive. But it's that, you know, what what we do is we energetically, we don't ask. We ask with our words, but energetically we haven't said, I'm doing this. I'm knowing this. I am making this change no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened when I dropped to my knees. You're talking so I, about congruence. Well, it, it, speak more to that, will you? Well, where you say, you know, you... you it's more than just mouthing the words. It's yes. energetically embodying. Yes. 
So yes. you're congruent. So your words and your energy match. Yes, you're in. Uh, okay, I call it being in harmony with what you want to create. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's why. Uh, affirmations and prayer work and meditation work for some people and they don't work for others because mm-hmm. most people are going okay well this is what the book told me to do so that's what I'm going to do for three months right right and they see no change in their life because they haven't truly committed to being in harmony and shifting energetically around what it is they're claiming yes and and without that you don't have a creation yes this is such an important point that many people just do not get. I no, don't understand why, but uh, you know they just don't. They, they 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 have a disconnect on how they have to become the embodiment. Well, and and truthfully, I think it's because ultimately there's a part of us that just doesn't want to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to know really that we're the creation of it all, mm-hmm. and we are. Just like Marianne Williamson, she has that. It's We're afraid of how powerful.